and welcome to another episode of the Michaela podcast. The podcast that gives you the inside track on what's happening at Britain's most exciting school. Today, I'm talking to Jess Lund, our wonderful head of MFL. Jess studied classics at Oxford and knows more about the intricacies of language than anyone I've ever met. Today, you'll hear about how we get our pupils to speak French in a way that sounds truly authentic, using phonics and memorisation from day one of year seven. Jess described how and why we don't teach grammar explicitly at the start of year seven and finishes off by describing what it takes to be a Michaela MFL teacher. So, sit back, relax and enjoy. Okay, hi Jess. Hi Tom. So, first question, what is the best thing about teaching French at Michaela? There are so many great things about teaching French at Michaela. I'd be hard-pressed to name the best one. I think the kids are, by far and away, the best part of working at Michaela in any subject. They are so kind and polite, and they're they're really happy as well. And they are really appreciative of the efforts that we put into creating their lesson resources, to teaching, you know, from the front. Obviously, they recognise it's a big commitment on the part of the teacher. And they say thank you at the end of lessons. And they give us postcards and appreciations. And some of that comes from the structures of the school. But a lot of it comes from the fact that they are just really, really grateful pupils. So that's one of the best things about teaching here generally. In terms of teaching French, I think that the freedom that we have had to develop the curriculum in the way that we think French should be taught has been an amazing experience and it's one that we will continue to develop for years and years to come. We have very clear ideas about the best way that we think that that French should be taught but we are always looking for ways to improve upon that and so one of the things that I've enjoyed the most is being part of that journey and developing things to make sure that our pupils get the very best results, not only in their exams, but are able to enter the world as confident linguists. You say we teach French a bit differently and that you've been planning this out from the very, from scratch. How do you start them off in year seven to become those linguists that you were talking about? Well, one of the things that visitors to the school really focus on when they when they come into our lessons is just how extraordinary they sound and how confidently they read and those two start right from the very beginning of year seven um we start with a very very sort of strong concentration on phonics so the first year you can expect bits of phonics to be taught in most lessons and that's just reminding the pupils that the sounds in French are different from the sounds in English. So if you see an O-I in English, it's an oi sound. If you see it in French, it's a what sound. So when you say phonics, is that what you mean? These letters are, or in French are going to sound like this when you read it aloud? Pretty much, yeah. And it's you know it's individual letters with accents, like the accent aigu, and then you've got this, the digraphs, I guess you call them, uh, in, you know, in, in systematic synthetic phonics, which are... vowel combinations and letter combinations that just sound different and what that does is that once the pupils understand that those sounds are different they they read and what they're reading just suddenly sounds so much more French their accents are amazing and we work on them a lot we do a lot of reading out loud we do a lot of reading as a class they listen to their teachers read and all of that works to solidify a really strong 
accent when they're reading French and then consequently when they're speaking it. Is this something that's done widely across the country? I think that there are teachers and departments across the country who focus on phonics. It's not something that I was taught to do when I was you know, doing my teacher training. And nor was it something that I really thought about in terms of the amount of confidence that it gives pupils when they are starting out in their French careers. One of the frustrations that I always had when I was you know, at, my, at my previous schools is the pupils would know the words just about, but when it came to pronouncing them, they would lose totally lose confidence and they would totally and, and they would, wouldn't want to read out loud. Now the opposite is the case. They are incredibly confident. They love reading out loud. They love projecting loudly. They love injecting a little bit of drama into it. It's just wonderful. It's really wonderful. Do you teach them lots of grammar explicitly? Do they know their verb tables and all of that sort of thing that I remember from my French lessons at school? When we first started, we didn't teach them grammar explicitly. And in fact, we don't teach grammar explicitly probably until the middle of year eight. The reason for that is that we feel like giving them a body of knowledge into which they can anchor their grammatical understanding is really important. So in year seven, they do something called the magic 10. So they'll learn, je suis allé, je vais aller, j'ai joué, je vais jouer, j'ai fait, je vais faire, je voudrais. And they know that those phrases mean what they mean in English, but they also know that this is in the past and this is in the future. Now we don't drill down into that and say, well, you know, if it's got, you know, if it's got the je vais bit, that's necessarily the future. What we do do is we say, you know, if there's an accent aigu at the end of the word, that means ed. So it's like I have, I am, I am gone ed in the case of je suis allé, I've played in the case of j'ai joué. So we do it like we do it much more based in patterns. And that's just the very beginning of year seven. As we go through, we look at tens, if not hundreds of examples of the past tense or the future tense. We give them imperfect. We throw in, you know, obviously, the present is in there, the, sub- the subjunctive, all those things. We give them so much knowledge, so much, so many different structures that they can then use. And it's only later that we say, actually, all of these were an example of the passé composé. All of these were an example of the near future. And again, it gives them the confidence to approach grammar, thinking, oh, I I already know quite a lot of this rather than thinking okay not only do I have to think about the meaning of this tense but also I've got to think about the morphology and how it's spelt and how it sounds. So you mentioned the subjunctive there you do the subjunctive really early here it seems I remember not even being allowed to touch it until A level when I was learning French how is that introduced to them? We, in the same way that we introduce any other language, um, we do a lot of parallel translations at Michaela. So all of the texts that they have, at least in the first couple of years, is translated into what we call dodgy English. So that dodgy English reflects the exact meaning of the words that are presented to them in French. And when you're teaching like that, and when the pupils are learning like that, suddenly no particular structure or particular word is more difficult than any other. There's no reason why they can't learn set phrases in the subjunctive, uh, which they can then deploy whenever they have a need for saying something like, although I am, or whatever I do and whatever I say, or I must do, they just use the subjunctive because that's what they've learned. In terms of teaching that to them explicitly, that will come later when we introduce the notion of mood um, rather than intense but there's no reason that we shouldn't be teaching the subjunctive right at the beginning I think that that's something that carries over from national curriculum levels which is certainly something that we have completely we we never taken into account that notion of progression we've always started with lengthy texts with full sentences with vocabulary always in context we've never been in that situation where we build up from a single word of vocabulary into a sentence um, as I did before I got to Michaela 
you mentioned dodgy English. Could you give an example of some dodgy English? Sure. Je suis allée à, au centre commercial. I went to the centre commercial. Now, centre means centre. Commercial means commercial. If they know that that means centre commercial, and then we say, oh, also, you know, what it actually means is shopping centre, they can deconstruct the language more easily. In the same way that instead of saying I went, you say je suis allé, we say I am gone it. Because je suis means I am, and allé is literally gone it. It's went in the past. Um, and we teach them that dodgy English, and then over time we teach them to think, okay, well, what would you say in English? So we're not stuck in a in a bit of a lacuna where they are translating French into dodgy English without really knowing what it means in English. We take that next step as well. I, you know, I went to the shopping centre. But if they know that centre means centre, I mean, that's a really simple example because it's a cognate. But you have centre sportif, you have all the other different kinds of centre that they could have. Another example, uh, l'année prochaine means the year next. What that means is that they understand that l'année means the year and prochaine means next. So you don't get a situation where they're writing le prochain année. First of all, they understand the word order, but second of all, they're not confused about the meaning of those two words. What attributes would you say you need to be an incredible French teacher at Michaela? One of the things that you have to be ready to do is to jettison your ideas of what language learning looks like. As an example, we don't use games and we don't use pictures and we don't do group work in French lessons. And that sounds a bit of an anathema to many language teachers. There are very good reasons why we don't do those things. Teaching French at Michaela is a totally different kind of thing, but it's incredibly effective. And we are always looking for people who are interested in the way in which we teach to come along and visit and to come and, come and work with us because we think that we're on to something really quite special. You need to love the language and really enjoy the, the, the bits and bobs, the nitty gritty of the language. As an example, something happened the other day which has never happened in my entire educational career. I was teaching the year 10s and we were doing some stuff on healthy lifestyle and so on and also a little bit of stuff on injuries. And they'd learned that défoulé means to unwind. Uh, défoulé means to unwind, so we'd learned that. And then later on, they saw the phrase, uh, je me suis foulé la cheville. I twisted my ankle. And one of the pupils put their hand up and said, miss, if, if défoulé means to unwind, then doesn't foulé mean to wind? Not I twisted my ankle, but I wound my ankle. And it was just such a great example of the kind of links that pupils can make because we as their teachers, are constantly talking to them about the links between the different words in the language. It's always about talking around what you know, the meanings of individual words. We link it back to Latin, we link it back to Greek. My colleague, Miss Storr, who is also a Germanist, you know, she links it to German, we link it to English. And all of those links help to solidify their understanding of the language. You have to have a very strong understanding of the grammar and, and of, of the language in general, because the kind of questions that you get from our, you know, from our strongest pupils really test you in terms of your understanding of the language. You need to love kids and you need to be prepared for the challenges of making a curriculum that will hopefully become a standard bearer for excellent language teaching. There are lots of different perspectives on what makes excellent language teaching. When you come and you visit, and you should come and visit, um, and you see the, you know, what the what pupils are producing, how they speak, how they sound, how much they love the subject, you will hopefully be bowled over by that and want to be involved. So there you have it, the wonderful world of MFL 
at Michaela. When I first visited Michaela, it was French that impressed me the most. I did a year abroad in Geneva when I was at uni, so I can speak a bit of French. So I thought I'd try out having a brief conversation with my guide, who was in year eight at the time. I was absolutely blown away by the confidence and the articulation with which my guide was able to respond. And that's without mentioning his incredible accent. It was this brief interaction more than anything else that showed me something really special is happening at Michaela. Now, there will be a link to Jess's blog which describes in more detail a lot of what she was talking about here. But most importantly, if you're a French teacher or know any other linguists who may be interested in what Jess has been saying, we have vacancies in our MFL department and we would love for you to apply. That's all from me. Remember to subscribe and review the podcast on iTunes or any other podcast provider that you use. And until next time, goodbye. (laughs) 